Hello, and welcome to the Podcast of Steel. Here, I share news, reviews, my adventures, interviews, and more. You can always expect some Superman content from this show, but I'm a lover of all things geeky, so you never know what you're going to get. Now, let's leap into action with a brand new episode of the Podcast of Steel. Well, we are back. It is episode 20 of the Podcast of Steel, and I have a, another comic shop on, on the show. This is a, a, a starting trend. I want to do more of this because it's a great way to speak with people from the industry and to talk about passionate people. And yes, I'm joined by Bryce today from Crunch Comics in Reading. Hello, Bryce. Hello, Luke. Oh, I am Bryce from Crunch Comics in Reading. This is fantastic <laughs> because... Yeah, I recently um visited Reading and um for a friend who was getting a tattoo done. And I, I, I as I do, if I'm going to a new area, I will search for comic shops. And Crunch Comics came up straight away and I thought, well, let's check this out. Yep. And it was a fantastic experience. So thank you for that, first of all. Okay. Um I try not to be um too annoying when I go into comic shops, but when I came into your shop yeah, I think your, one of your questions was, "What are you looking at anything in particular?" And I was, looking yeah, at, yeah, and I, I, I hit you back with, "Yeah, um, Action Comics number one." If you've well, got it. I think uh, when you overhear new people that you've never seen before being like, <laughs> "I'm looking for something in particular," you've got to hit them with the sales line of, uh, "What are you looking for?" And uh, Action Comics one, tr- tragically, unfortunately, isn't something that we uh, offer off the top of our head, but. Uh, <laughs> I think I, I dealt with it pretty well. I sold you some comics anyway. You I did? Task, yes, so. no, you got a sale out of me, which we'll be talking about later on, as I, I do have those here. So, yeah, Bryce, let's um let's let's start with your origin story and, and how mm. you started working for uh, Crunch Comics. Uh, my origin story is a tragic tale. No, it isn't really at all. Um, I am a huge Power Rangers fan. This is where all the nerdum fandom whatever started for me and they started doing comics and i was getting them from the big company who shall not be named and uh they messed up my orders and it was getting sad getting tragic and it was a lot of chasing around on ebay and i sat at my bus stop in reading town center and across on in this tiny writing like a holy grail on a sign was crunch comics and I called Brian, who's the owner, uh, and the, it's just me and Brian at the moment, but um, called Brian and sort of said, n- near tears, I literally was stressed with these Power Rangers comics, oh. like, have you got them in? And uh, he did. And I've sort of, uh, we stepped into a really great friendship and I was in between jobs and Brian sort of knew that. And he offered me a job uh, as literally part-time to work on Sundays. And six years, maybe five years later, I've been there ever since and we've just literally this will be out on next Monday but two weeks gone we've just celebrated our seventh birthday so I've been there nearly the whole time of the Crunch Comics story and a a genuine origin story Bryce that's you know trials and tribulations it's got drama it's got good news and bad news but that's what we like and again and did you get your comics in the end did you get your comics sorted out i did get my comics sorted out i've got the power rangers comics and then laughably i don't even collect power rangers anymore because i fell out of the story but i collect plenty of other comics it will be there though when when you are ready to stay when i'm ready to return because yeah. you know it is again it's a, another industry that is popular very mm. very popular the amount of money that i've seen people spend on on masks and swords yeah and you know and again they're always at the comic cons they're always at the events those yeah. rangers i remember when that show started and i was kind of just like blown away by it i had sort of it was you know it was okay this is there's a fun story there's there's a little bit of safer violence and there's these mega monsters as well this is, yeah. you know, this is all you everything need as a kid. It's got yeah. everything. It's got everything. So I've always dreamed about working in a comic shop. You know, yes. it's one of those things of, you know, one of those pipe dreams of having a, a coffee shop slash comic shop or comic something shop. Yeah, blended yeah. in. But it doesn't have to be a blend sometimes. It could just be a comic shop. I find them to be safe, happy places. You know, it's that place where you go to to, to get new comics and to find old treasures sometimes as well. But a typical day in the life of one that works in a comic shop 
what's what's going on with that price how does it happen there's a uh, like a hefty amount really it's a lot of you've got to be on your a game at all times um i was listening to your one of your previous ones with i think it was get ready comics yes. and um jade if i'm hoping i remember that correctly was sort of saying like she loves every day and is like really really happy and i was like i'm so glad someone else still has that sort of enthusiasm because you do feel like it gets beaten out of you a little bit in retail especially just coming off of christmas yeah but it is that real uh you have to go in with a high sort of mood because actually it does throw you a lot of things and i think there's that uh customers come in and we have like a great relationship with everyone but it sometimes you literally are living these people's sort of lives alongside them and you don't quite know who's coming and what stories they're going to tell if it's going to be good or bad and then there's plus the whole admin and actually just the the behind the scenes in that sense we're not just sat there reading comics it's not all spaced like the dream of comic stores anymore don't kill it for me bryce that was one of my favorite i'm sorry i'm sorry but no i mean and i've worked in sort of retail and customer services most most of my life so you put it quite well the fact there are always lots of balls in the air and there's so Mm. many different elements to your role Yes, you've got the customer service. Yes, you've got to be thinking about all the next list of jobs that you have to get done that day. And then you've got, again, regular and new customers. And then you've got yeah. new new comic book day. And you've got deliveries that might be turning up late. And then you've got yeah. all these other things. So, But the first impression that I get, and sometimes, you know, first impressions are, are crucial, but they're not always ones that you should go on because everybody changes. <laughs> but your wonderful demeanor, as I entered that shop, it started with a hello. And I was like, ah, that always helps. Just a hello yeah. is nice. <laughs> making eye contact, making sure somebody knows that you are there. And yeah. Like, okay, this is going to be a good shop. And it was. And um, I can't wait to come back. Uh, but more about yeah. that of, of Crunch Comics soon. But I, I love everything that was in there. But it's in a mall, like a like a traditional shopping mall. Well, I love it's, that. It's, a, it's, it's an arcade. So it's Harris Arcade. And it's actually yeah. grade two listed and um it is very very lovely um there's pros and cons to it because it's a little bit hidden away off the beaten track so you have to sort of know you want a comic store not a lot of people stumble down it but we've got some great sort of stores who have become our friends like we're a real tight-knit community down there which is actually really nice and it's sort of this lovely throwback to uh, like people come down there like sort of older people and be like I remember the sweet shop that used to be here and now it's like a hat store. Isn't that like great? And it's sort of really, really sweet to see the evolution, but it's a really nice sort of little arcade to be working down. Yeah. I could have, I was I guess, lost. It was, it was, a, it was yeah. a few sort of random shops there that I was getting stuck in. So there was a, yeah. there, was a there was a fun record shop. Again, there was a hat shop and I was like, okay, this is yeah. cool. There was a sort of a Chinese herbs and medicine shop. There was a, like a yeah. little beauty parlor, your shop um, and a, sort of a, a knickknack shop down the down the very end that I got some items from. Sort yeah. Of like a sort of a hidden treasures of like pop culture and old pop books culture. and toys. Yeah. Love that. That was crazy. I but... will say when people come to Reading, it's like they sort of have this great little nerd paradise that you're not sort of quite realizing. And I'm always and I will shout them out. There's eclectic games down uh Union Street who are friends of the store as well. And they are the best board game shop I went Ever in there. Sort as of a, there. It, it was a very wet day when I when I travelled to yes. Reading. But yeah, and I was just amazed at the amount of games they had and their mm. dice selection. So yeah. many. And it was, yeah, that was I could have again another shop that I could have got lost in for hours. Yeah. There's a lot of um niche fandoms in Reading that I had no idea about. Yeah. Whether it was the, the gaming the, and the comic shop and the the gaming stores as well. So I'll be definitely coming back in this year to uh, check out your shop. And uh, check out some more of the nerdy things that are in Reading because it's it's popping up. I think that combination of new fandoms and and nostalgia, they're combining and they're they're making more and more nerds and geeks around the world, which I'm all for. A big zord of that's it. nerd co- combinations. So yeah, we've we've had Christmas, one of the busiest times of oh, the yeah. year for you. Um, what's been some of your your, your most popular stories from 2023? 
uh, we're in this uh, talking of like new people coming in. It's always the trying to say hello. And we've had the just in the past week with Ultimate Spider-Man, we've had people crawling out the woodworks. You're like, oh, we're already out. Sort of. We were out so quickly. Wow. But um, for us, actually, the Energon universe was a big seller for us that we sort of weren't expecting. Uh, We were expecting some like we really pushed Void Rivals, but we've had people come out for Transformers that we sort of weren't expecting. Like, I think everyone's a Transformers fan, apparently. I didn't know this, but everyone is. There, there are levels, but we are we are all out there. See, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, old enough to be there when, when the originals came out. Um, I've still got some of my original Transformers safely in, in boxes in the attic. But then you've got just different waves. You've got the fans that were there for the comics, those that collect the toys, those that collect the the model kits as well. It's um again, it's a another billion dollar franchise that will always be around. Yeah, and I think um actually as well for me, I love Daniel Warren Johnson, and so I've read some of his other stuff, but I haven't really engaged with Transformers, but. Uh see people come in and as well be turned on to his art has been really really cool from sort of that old school fan of his point of view and that everyone's coming and been like just look at this they're, they're doing cool things this is my imaginary transformers <laughs> comic here and um yeah so that was a huge hit for us and as well the x-men actually has been like a nice slow burner i think with fall of x coming up now that a lot of people have sort of cottoned on and gone actually you know what let's let's go back i'll i'll do that and sort of come in and enjoy that and then all of the black label dc stuff is just mm. oof, gone yeah but uh, people have really liked that format i don't i know superhero fatigue is sort of movies only and maybe a bit overused nowadays but i think um people have liked this black label coming out and being like it's slightly more prestige they're different tales and like all the film tie-ins especially the batman film was it last year yeah beginning beginning of last year i believe yeah there was a lot of tie-ins for that a lot of tie-ins which was really really great and we had a lot of people coming in for those as well and i think uh for us i and we definitely say like there's a bit of a not necessarily everyone wants the independence or the film tie-ins unfortunately so we don't see as much pushback but i think it's just sort of our little market mm. our area we don't get as many of the people that would read that but um there definitely has been some films like the batman really really launched sort of comics and uh the spider verse films always you get a lot of comic selling off of the back of that one but you never really know what films are going to be enough no, of a hit to sell comics that's, that's it and i mean you know that superhero fatigue that you talk of is, is something that does get brought up everywhere now sadly mm. and 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 you know it's easy to understand why would you get so many superhero movies a year so many superhero tv shows coming off that and sometimes it's it's hard to keep up especially sort of there's so much stuff now on, on disney streaming there are so many yeah. shows that if you miss one episode of a season you need to sort of watch them all so you don't feel that you're you're missing out on something else. Yeah. So the fatigue is real, I believe. It is. Oh, and like things like Loki, everyone comes in and praises Loki as one of mm. the best TV shows they've ever seen. But it's it, we don't sell many Loki comics. Even the they did the alligator one, and I was like, surely that people are going to go for alligator it's a, it's Loki. Pretty neat niche character. It's getting, it's getting a lot of love, but no, even cosplayers come yeah. out of the woodwork. But yeah, it, it's a shame when they don't balance each other out it, it, yeah. it's great when we get a successful movie or tv show but also it's the fact that you want the comics to do well because you know if we didn't have the comics you wouldn't have any of this any you of this have, yeah you wouldn't have any of this world whether it be comics or theme parks or anything so it's slowly i think the worlds are combining where people are finding mutual respect for the comics and the movies and i think in yeah. the next few years especially this year when there's not many superhero movies coming out i i think hopefully we'll we'll get back into the comics and and everyone can start mm. appreciating everything as well and i work so, that some of the comics are great like sorry to cut you off but just right. like i've started reading the thunderbolts one and i'm not really a marvel reader but then someone was like yeah there's a film coming out and that's like 
cool it's probably not going to be a great seller for us but it's still this I think maybe the slow burn towards these films is going to be a little bit more exciting there might be some more comics payoff because I think we're definitely in the die hard film point it is now I mean there's 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 always the good and bad parts of the internet where everyone comes together to to fight their corner, whether it be Team Marvel or Team DC, Superman v Batman or whatever you've got. But it's, it, that's the passion that you have. And when people respect each other's opinions and they yeah. start, again, reading more stories and finding out about new characters, we we can appreciate more of it. Because that's the thing that if I if I was working in a comic shop, I would be a dreadful worker. Don't hire me, Bryce, because I would just spend all day just going on a red string theory, going from one comic to another to find another, out yeah. as much as I can about each and every hero and villain. Honestly, you'd think there's enough time for that, but there's not. It's uh, very rare we get a minute of downtime with all the stuff we're doing. So I'd love to say I spend every day. I had someone last week be like, uh, when it was absolutely pouring down with rain, you're like, but you could be stuck in a comic store all night. Like, don't leave. It'll be lovely. And I'm like, but there's comics I want to read that are at my house. Like, I need to go home. It doesn't end. We've run out of these comics here. And I think there's something so great about how much stuff there is everywhere that it sort of never ends. But comic working, it's a dream, but also a very, very stressful, tiring yeah, I dream. I bet. And I mean, I think that's it. It's quite sort of overwhelming to be in a room that's got so many comics in and that you think well yeah. I, I need to start reading this one but as you said i've got a stack of comics at home that i've not even bagged and boarded yet that i'm still yeah. looking at so yeah. it's again it's a fine balance between finding the time to enjoy them and to, you know to maintain a business maintain because, yeah yeah because I, I visited twice when i was there on that day and first time i went in we had a nice little chat uh, and the second time I came in, we were still talking, but I could see that you had had a, um, a delivery. Uh, you were sorting yeah. out people's picks of the week. You were sorting everything out. And it was it was a like watching a, a, a well-timed machine go to work because you were getting a bag, getting a board, ticking a name off the list, ticking a title. And I was like, wow, this is this is a yeah. full on. This is a full on gig. This one uh, we were Brian and I were so. I don't know if I've really bought up Brian. So Brian is the owner, the boss, the the force of everything ticking <laughs> along. And um, he was saying like, he thinks we've only got maybe 100, 150 customers on a pool list who like have individual pool mm. lists. And I'm like, not anymore. Like in each of these drawers. So we have two full filing cabinets plus like overspill. <laughs> there's probably about a hundred in each drawer, give or take. Like we're probably 500, 600 people who've, Oh, that's maybe an overestimation that sounds crazy big but who do have paulists or get comics with us and we i think there's that sudden explosion where we suddenly realize we are a proper comic store because the, <laughs> the well-oiled machines a lot of we're putting on like star wars soundtracks and trying to crack each other up normally just to get through delivery day because it just feels so hectic and mind pushing in and it's a lot of fun but yeah, you definitely saw us on a good delivery day where we were a proper well-oiled machine. Sometimes it's a lot of bickering of like, ah, oh, that person should be there or they aren't. And we have different views on what the alphabet is, which sounds confusing. But in right. comics, you need the right. alphabet, no, in we're, our we're, at least. We're diving into this. So first of all, I want to know um, what you believe is the incorrect way to organized comics this could this could cause a heated debate when you get back to work but what's the correct way to uh to to run a comic shop well uh, <laughs> don't get me fired please not, don't not fire Bryce. for the day um well I, I think just in our um bags so pull list bags we have a alphabetical order but mm -hmm. it's uh brian will do things by middle name alphabetical order so people have like attachment names mm. and not by the last name alphabetical mm -hmm. order and then sometimes so say you came in and we didn't catch your last name you yeah. would therefore be luke superman and be under s's for superman but you won't know that so you'll come in and say hi i'm luke I i'm here to collect da -da -da. and one of us will be looking in the l's then the b's 
and then the S's because we'll think, ah, we've put you under Luke Superman. So well, that's fine because my middle name is Spencer, so I've got LSB. <laughs> so it's all there. Yeah, so all it right, works out. Well, but now you've mentioned Luke Superman, I'm thinking about changing my surname now because that's yeah. I'm nice. honestly surprised it wasn't actually Superman as the middle name. <laughs> it's got a good, it's got a good ring to it. I'll, I'll admit. But yeah, I mean that would get quite difficult if you've got people with sort of again like double barrel names and those are yeah. those cling on names as well. It's going to make things a bit tricky. So yeah, I, I can understand why things being in an, a nice alphabetical order would be nice and easy for you. Yeah, but there you go. But it keeps you on your toes when you get a name coming that you can't find. Yeah, it does. And I think as well in our back issue, so we try and work through this uh, alphabetical order sort of thing <laughs> as well everywhere. Uh, but then in the back issues, you'll sort of get other customers who'll put like things in different places, and they don't mean to. There's a lot of back issue boxes we've got out on mm. shelves, sort of like on show, and then you'll come through and you'll be like, "Why is Batman all the way over in like the Wonder Woman section? What's happened here?" Sort of thing. But we don't notice because we're not going through them all the days. Yeah, that's the top lesson. Everyone come to Crunch Comics. We're a really lovely, amazing store, but they please are. abide the alphabet yeah it's it's you know and not the klingon alphabet this is like you right. know this issue's is a classic we're not going Standard Greek. a to z it's a to z it's nice and easy <laughs> some numbers in there just to get things mixed up i hate when numbers yeah. are used in comics it makes things far too oh. i've got a, a decent behind me there's, there's a whole mess of a, a barrage of comic boxes and long boxes behind yeah. me and it gets to a point when you know i'll never say that i will not stop collecting comics but I, I love those days of finding, you know, a bargain bin of comics that I haven't got and coming yeah. back and finding out that I do actually have it. And now I've got triples and quadruple variant copies. But I've tried to slow down with the variant comics that because there's so many com comics that yeah, come out so now. That like, for me, when it got tricky was when um, Action Comics number 1000 came out a few years ago. Yeah. And I'm... Um, I was, I was grateful to work with DC for a bit of, to help celebrate this, that, that momentous occasion. But then it was like, well, you want to, you want to collect the variant covers because you know, that's artwork that you're missing out on. It's the exact same story inside. It's just the yeah. front page. That's a little bit different. And yes, I was a sucker and um, I did get a lot. Uh, I've got a friend, uh, Tasmin, the aspiring Kryptonian, She's on a sort of a, a mission to get all of them. And she and I think she's pretty she's very close. And there were some ones in that list that were very rare and uh quite mm. pricey. So, pricey, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's the variants that make things tricky, but you know, it's, yeah. it's I mean well, we encourage people obviously to buy as many variants as they of want course, with us. Of course you do. But, of course. Uh, yeah, because we're so small we can't offer like even I just recently brought a one in 25 from somewhere else because it was like there's no way we can get uh yeah one in 25 on such small runs because unless it's like spider-man or batman it's just so unlikely for us but we do try and go as far as we can to get as many variants as possible but there are some people where we say that maybe you don't need to you get enough with us you don't need to worry about <laughs> doing all the variants we'll let you we'll let it slide because yeah, it is that just... slippery fun slope it is. I mean, and again, it can be quite. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a foil variant. I love something that's really different. Um, I'm obsessed with how many times they've tried to recreate Action Comics number one with Superman raising the car. Yeah. So I've that's... seen that comic so many times now. Just <laughs> <laughs> it gets about blessing, but yeah, there's been lots of them. I think um, there's been. Uh, I think Marvel. I've done it a few times. I think they did it with. Uh... A few characters where they've sort of recreated that scene, and I've tried yeah. to get as many as I can, but some of those go for sort of for crazy money now, yeah. which is a little bit unsettling. But one day I shall get them all. But let's go back though, because I said I love going through one pound boxes and mystery boxes and finding a bargain. What I did see on your social media page before I came to the shop were your yeah. mystery bags, which yes, tell me a little bit about your mystery bags, Bryce. Um. <laughs> my personal no uh we have so much uh back issue stock and we've got so we're quite a small footprint of a store but above us that you don't really see we've got mm. a bunch of storage and so many back boxes and unfortunately in this day and age it's quite hard to find um uh, readers that want to collect back issues 
or a lot of people are looking for certain things at this point and so we've been doing these mystery bags as sort of a a great way to get people into different comics yep and we've had like um this week just gone as well we've had someone say oh, i picked up a hit girl in your mystery wow. bags well can i get yeah can i get um hit girl and trade paperback and boom done so that's like a extra sale for us and it's these little introducing things and it works so well at like if people don't know what they want to get it's like start here so we do basically the mystery bags are we put roughly five comics that are all for a fiver and their price is worth about 10 pounds give or take sometimes for special occasions we've thrown in still for a fiver ones that price equals like 15 or 25 quid just to have them on the go and they make great gifts and they're really really cool things to have and we offer them for independence dc marvel and then some of them have got age ratings but yeah it's this having these mystery bags out to sort of turn over our back issue stock they're some of our best sellers and then it means we can put more out back issue wise and sort of change up our stock all the time it was like for me seeing it i was like oh which one which one do i pick do i do i pick a good one do i pick a bad one do i pick a mix do i pick a dc or a marvel So you did get one didn't you i did uh, the other two I've already been bagged and boarded and put away. But what I did get out of my what I consider to be the best kind of comic Kinder Egg surprise, I, I, I waited till I'd got home before I unleashed my bag. But three of them I've got here. So we had Legion of Superheroes. Yep. Which was, again, some gorgeous artwork on the front. But so sadly now, this is, I'd hate to admit it, but this is classed as a vintage comic. Not yeah. that old, but it is a vintage <laughs> comic. It's not that old. Remember that. That's the important part. But also, fantastic Flash comic with some gorgeous artwork on the front. Yeah. And again, anywhere else, if you go around a Comic-Con or a comic shop or a secondhand vintage shop, um, there are some shops here and there that will see anything that looks remotely old and put yeah. a ridiculous price stamp on the front of it. And a comic like that, you could probably find bags and boarded and made looking nice and pretty. £20 easily. Yeah. So the right fan that needs that issue in their collection. But to get those, and I've read them and I've enjoyed them. And I, I did have one duplicate. That was the one thing. But that's me just being a hoarder and not having a, a, a decent way of storing my comics. So the duplicate was on your end, though. We didn't give you a... No, no, no it was duplicate but, on my end. Okay. Yeah, it was my fault. But again, it was... It was a comics risk. resolved. Yes, it. You're, you're, you're off the hook. But that's that. That's the sort of when you want to complete a collection, you you just get as many comics as you can find. Yeah. And for me, it was that excitement of what am I going to get? How are these stories going to be related to the stories that I've already got? Am I going to learn about new characters or new artists or new writers? And it's yeah. Again, as you said, it, it was a it was a great gift. It could be a great gift for someone. It's a great gift for yourself as well. Yeah. I will. I've seen that style of selling items in bookshops sort of you'd get a book in a brown paper bag and it would just say on the front a, a very very brief synopsis of what the yeah, book's about. yeah and it could be moby dick it could be anything but it's that oh little little hint of mystery of what you're getting in the bag and again you know it's a great way of you for getting rid of all that stock yeah, a great way for new and old comic fans as well. But I think the next time I I, I visit Reading and get to Crunch Comics, I'm gonna I want a sneaky visit upstairs. I want to see this like uh, a, the, the full on storage. I, I want to see the Aladdin's <laughs> cave of goodies that is up there. It's it's just a it's sort of like your normal storage collection of just uh, back boxes, absolutely everywhere, and some oh. desk space in the middle for bagging oh. and boarding. Oh. So we've uh, recently sort of got a. A third member of the team, Anna, who's been doing the bagging and boarding for us because Brian and I are sort of tired of bagging and boarding at this point. Well, if, and if, if people are excited to do it, so it's a fantastic job. It's one of those very therapeutic jobs. If you get the right music on, you yeah, get all, all your tools around you, nice roll of sellotape, bag, board, go. It's that sort of that's it. Nice repetitive job that you can just get lost in. Uh, I will say. Uh, I think the true marker of working in a comic store is uh, how fast you can make up a hundred bags and boards from the uh, 
bags and boards packet. Yeah. I can't remember my time now. I haven't timed it in a long time, but that is quite fun to be like, oh yeah, this is the hard task of the, this is the, the day. Thing of getting the going. right amount of right, right amount of boards flipped up and flipped out. Yeah. That's it. So let's talk about comics that you would love to have in your collection. Ones that possibly could be with outside of your price range or or a dream item that you could find at a car boot sale one day. Uh my personal collection, I think I am really lucky actually well not really lucky i think my taste is probably a little bit more low-key so a lot of the comics i'm looking for are quite reasonably priced and i could probably achieve them if i just had the time but they're <laughs> you know that sort of holy grail item or mm. that idea that you're going to go into a store and, and find it. it so i'd rather not go out on ebay or whatever and look up or like try and find these comics i i want to hunt them down and see them yes. in person so for me it's a lot of just getting um some of the green arrow black canary run from maybe is it 2010 uh, that sort of period um then just little things like uh tv show titans like i'd love the macgyver comics if anyone has the macgyver comics uh, okay i am willing to pay a good wow. price and the farscape comics as well like little tv stuff that probably no one desperately wants but those would be the ones that are my... that's, that's a good i mean yeah. especially the, the the again sort of the comics that were brought out when the comics were huge in the 80s and 90s everyone was like well we've got a popular tv show Let, let's make a comic let's like make a series comic. about it yeah so yeah I, I think i've got a few from um the uh, the superboy tv series that wasn't amazing but the comics were were possibly better than the show i might upset yeah. some people by saying that but it's those ones now but i completely get that how you said you want to find them in the wild yeah i need it to be an organic find or maybe it might be we've got them upstairs in our store in a back box somewhere and that is the i'm trying to sell your sort of on working in a comic store is no, we you, definitely you, get you don't the first pick of that's it what comics we take and like um so we got some of the electors through uh, from the early 2000 run. Yeah. And I'm a huge Bill Sienkiewicz fan. And so those were all set aside for me. Some of the Greg Horn <laughs> covers as well. Whoopsie Daisy sort of thing. And I think as talking of Sienkiewicz, one of my sort of big holy grails is a very simple vigilante cover uh, for issue 28 that was about three quid. And we had a complete set in the store so i didn't want to break it up so i did buy no. that one on ebay but because it was like pennies it didn't really no matter but it is about having those cool covers sometimes it is and that's the hardest part for me about actually about the mystery bags is that we have to put away some of these lovely covers and you don't know if people are going to appreciate like that flash cover gorgeous artwork so, something as yeah. different as that now that could quite easily work as a canvas you know, yeah. it's, it's comics like that when you've got those bold lines and interesting covers, a little bit of drama, a little bit of insight of what you might be getting in that story. But and that's why I comics today are great. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. it's those comics of Superman fighting dinosaurs and doing some really random stuff. Those ones that as a kid to see that on a newspaper stand and think, oh, new comics out. Look up. Look what he's doing. This that. Week. Yeah, yeah. And seeing that again, it's why if I'm out and about again at the classic car boot sale or a or a vintage comic shop or a bookshop and I'll see some one pound bargains. It's like, there's gonna be something in there. I think um many, many, many a moon ago. Um I've got a few of them now, but it was uh it was Kryptonite Nevermore. Um it's one of my favorite images of Superman ripping those kryptonite chains off his chest. Yeah. And I found that in a 50p box and I was like <gasps> I mean, it's it's worth nothing to most people. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, for me, it was like, oh, that's it's my favorite. You. It's for yeah. me, and that's it. And that's why sort of going through um, a, one, a one pound box is it's a big rush yeah. to think what you're going to find. And again, it's why I easily sometimes get duplicates because I just get I just grab a pile of comics and take them all home with me. I need those. Yeah. That's it. So this this space that you have above the shop, where do all these comics come from? Do you sort of are they sort of found or old collectors just wanting to get rid of their stuff so they're sort of a combo i think so we again we just had our seventh birthday and mm -hmm. so we've had a lot of basically give or take a lot of stock from 2017 
onwards is up there. So that's, and you think about it, comics come out weekly. And so that quickly, if we've got duplicates or ones that didn't sell at that time around, it builds up quite fast. And then we've got some of Brian's personal collection that he's brought up and out. And there's some that he'll never get rid of. And I'm lucky. Well, he's lucky, I guess, that I don't know off the top of my head all the comics he's got. Because otherwise (laughs) we'd have a lot of people like, why aren't you telling me about this? But then we've gotten some great ones from that, like, customers have said, like, we've got these in good condition. Mm. I'll take that, like, we'll take those off your hand sort of thing. And then some people that we've just brought job lots off of. And a lot of people do come in to sell us comics and we sort of at the moment are encouraging like do it yourself go to ebay because that's where you're going to get the best price because yeah. unfortunately we can only give like peanuts for what they might be worth but i think it is like a real combo of those three things that has given us a lot of our stock but it definitely the the big killer is the everything that's come out in the since 2017 <laughs> i'm surprised our unit hasn't slowly collapsed in on us yeah if, if, if i come back next time and the roof's a little bit lower i'll know yeah, that you've had, you've had a big delivery or someone's got rid of their stuff um <laughs> I've, I've got a friend recently that um oh, I'm, I'm itching for the invite to come along and see it but he's been an avid collector for decades and he's he's helped people around the world get some of their grail items so yeah. braided sort of comics that belongs in museums sort of thing. yeah and um he's he's recently i won't mention his name because he'll get probably get a bit upset with me but he sold most of his collection um mm-hmm. because he was able to get his hands on his own superman number one now yeah not graded it's not a you know it's it's not a 10 by any means but to him it's that item that he's always wanted and sort of wanted to hold in his hand yeah and i think that's where i would find it difficult you know sort of selling my collection of all the things that i found over the years for that one particular comic but if you had the chance your one of your 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 biggest grail items not not necessarily a comic or a or a psyduck or anything from power rangers or pokemon if you could trade all of your collection for one particular item fictitious or real what would that item be i i don't know i don't really have a an answer to this i think i i think i'm still searching for my holy grail item really i feel like i'm quite i'm not necessarily i think i've definitely been a nerd my whole life i'm not gonna deny that but um i think there's still so much more to discover and to like uh, for me it's like silly things like um i'm a huge stargate fan so there's like a stargate board game and i don't play board games but i'd love to get my hands on that and there's like different sort of silly little things that you think would be cool to have like i'd love to complete i've got some wrestling figures behind me and i haven't got a full set of the stable that I love so I'd love to get the rest of them but there's no I definitely think I'm still searching for my proper holy grail item but I oh, think I think I prefer yeah. the answer I think the magic as you said is in is in the finding it the hunt for it and once you've got yeah. that item you've got not nothing else in a way but it's finding that item, which is what makes it exciting. And yeah, and it's that cheesy line of, oh, it's 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 the friends we found on the way on the journey. Way, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's what we learned about ourselves. But that's a very good way of looking at it. It's the fact that you've not found your grail item yet and you're going to keep looking. Love that. Um, thank you for your time today. I've only got a few more questions and they are around the, the, the theme of comic shops. I want yep. to speak with more independent comic shops this year. And um, the list is building up. So so thank you for your time. That's okay. What I, what I, what I would like to know, it's, it's a loaded question, but what, what makes a good comic shop, Bruce? I think that's really, really hard to say. I think we get told a lot that we're an old school comic shop because we mostly sell comics and graphic novels and a little bit of manga. And our collectible sort of area is quite sparse. And I think a lot of people go like, 
oh, you're old school, you just have back issues and new comics. But then there's a lot of other people that do a lot of other things. Like mm. there's the the Funko explosion, which somehow is still going. And I'm glad that people are still making money off of that. But these different ways, and it's 2024 now, you can be a sort of nerd and into geekdom in whatever way you can. It's not really limited. And I think there's so many ways to be a comic shop. So I think the physical output it there isn't really a proper definition anymore i think as long as you sell some form of comics mm. that's you're a comic shop but i think as well it's that having that staff enthusiasm there's that love uh, brian for sure doesn't get that much time to read comics he still loves comics and loves heroes <laughs> and if you get him to talk about like the people he loves He's superbly knowledgeable. And for me, it's getting to see all these like new up and coming stuff that, and all these like artists that I love and seeing all of that and then spreading that to other people and being like, okay, if you like this, like try something I like. And a lot of people are willing to take that on board. So I think it's less now about the, well, this is very like quite saffy actually it's less about the physical place anymore and I think it's about that sort of giving that nerdum and that friendliness and that sort of open arms back to people and saying like hey we're we're here like you're allowed to be and because I think a lot of people as well if you're slightly older like even my age sort of thing there's a lot of um it was sort of you had to push down that being into superheroes and now there's way more this freedom so I think a lot of older people I'm sounding like everyone's old and (laughs) but no um people that sort of felt quite constrained in this limited previous space that's happened Mm. now have somewhere where they can freely enjoy being into things and I think that's a really nice place and I think that's what makes the comic store hypothetically obviously we want to make money and sell a bunch of comics and keep surviving and that's a hard thing in this sort of world and especially for us because we just sell comics and it's quite actually quite hard to make money off of comics but that's sort of the long-winded answer to say there is no answer really but you said it in a wonderful way it is that freedom it's that nostalgia combined with coming in with with an open mind to try something new and having a shop where you have that access to everything across the board, but also to be included in conversations with the people that know about the comics. I've been around long enough to, to visit many different types of comic shops to know when it works and, and when it doesn't. And it's, it's important, yes, to acknowledge the customers that are with you since day one, but to also not forget about the new people coming through the door as yeah. well. Yeah. And um, you did that very, very well. And it's why I sort of, you know, as I said, I've, I've worked in customer service for, for most of my life. And when people say, how do you get do a good customer service job? Is It's to be a good customer, first of all. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not necessarily knowing what you want, but asking the right questions and and being, you know, coming out of your comfort zone a little bit. I can remember my first independent comic shop I went into and I was like, Ooh, they're going to ask me questions about what I want to read. They're going to be really yeah. mean and judgmental and they're going to gatekeep. But it was um, a wonderful experience. And, and it's shops like that Ooh. and shops like yours. It's why people want to keep adding to their ever-growing collections price. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, one of the greatest gifts in the world is knowing you've sold someone their first ever comic or you're their first ever comic experience and it's truly one of the like best things like every time it happens you like get this sort of magical special feeling of like that could have changed this person's life in some way or another just by selling them that first comic and they might never come in again but it doesn't matter because you've in some way sort of altered and it's really really cool to be that sort of uh, I'm going to say pillar of the community. That sounds hoity-toity, but that sort of idea that with this... Go with it. Put that on a T-shirt. Bit, 
of yeah <laughs> that'll be our next uh like free comic book day like support your local comic shop pillar of the community but um yeah to be that touchstone for people to mm. come in there's just something so cool about it and that's definitely a motivation for a lot of this yeah i suspect that's that's a good one to keep when you're when when you have those bad long busy days you think oh <laughs> what else could go wrong today those types of days you've mm. also got that chance that somebody might come in and say look i'm looking for a comic for a relative i'm looking a comic for me i've seen this film or i've read this series how can i embrace it more and yeah. um, that that's how it happened for me and um, my my love for all things geeky came from one morning many a many a year ago um i woke up started watching smallville it was on tv yeah. one day and that season Obviously, I, I knew about Superman at the time. I knew he was a big character. Um, it hadn't taken over my life as much back then. <laughs> but once that season had finished, it was at a time when the internet wasn't as big as it is right now. Yeah. And we had to wait. And a second season wasn't guaranteed. And it certainly wasn't guaranteed to happen in England. This was before streaming and before any type of file sharing. So I was stuck with this thirst for more superman and so i went mm. to a comic shop and i went to friends i said Look, what stories can you recommend me and i got given a list of stories to read some of them are still behind me on, on my uh on my on the on shelf book, on the shelf behind me and that, that they've been read numerous times since but it's those moments when you probably helped people achieve their dream of like well i, I need to know more about this hero where yeah. do I begin? And as you said, that that's an important role to have. So keep thinking about that memory on those bad days, Bryce. That's for sure. <laughs> so yes, as as you mentioned, free comic book day. That's always a busy day coming up. Yeah. Um, have you got anything planned this year for that yet? Um, so we're we're not that's a little bit too far in the future to plan for us. We're taking it month by month. Um, mm. but yeah, so we'll have our sort of normal uh all the free comic book day, as many titles as we get in sort of mm. thing. Uh, our last year's snafu was Brian didn't know what RuneScape was. Okay. And we had people coming out of the woodworks to be like, have you got the RuneScape comic? And Brian's like, what is, what is RuneScape? And I'm like, oh no, Brian, what have you done? But fingers crossed, we won't have any snafus like that this year. And we are going to have another £1 sale on all our, I, I say that now, I'm 99% sure we're going to have okay. a one pound sale on all our back issues and we'll have our normal. So we normally do 5% off of graphic novels and manga and just little things. And it's a proper community. It's definitely our biggest hmm. day. And it's the one that we sort of put a lot of hard work into. And I think it will be cool just this year. I think there's a lot of excitement already about it. And I think as well, this sort of bums me out because Marvel never really do anything for May the 4th and it is on May the 4th again right this year. There. So I, fingers crossed we'll we'll push some Star Wars comics as well and just have a little bit of fun with it. And we've got like a lot of um, like complete Mandalorian sets. Like if people want to come, that's a cool thing we do as well is do these complete sets of... Yeah the single issues we have so you don't if you don't want to do a graphic novel because some people don't you can come get it in a complete set with us so we'll probably have some deals on those as well oh lots lots it's of just stuff exciting happening. to think about it is yeah. isn't it and that's the thing and, and i try and again with through comic book day uh, it, there are a few local to me i do have to sometimes travel around to to get to yeah. them but it's it's important as we know, to, to support comic shops all year round. But that one special day of the year when comics are the main event, it's a time yeah. when everyone should be out there supporting the industry and, and the shops and the artists and writers that are helping create these stories. So mm. thank you for what you do, Bryce, for everybody that works at Crunch Comics. You're all doing fantastic work. I will be back at some point in this year. Yes. Um, I think we should try and find a a quiet moment where we can record an episode within the shop. Maybe yeah, up, fingers up, crossed. And um, maybe you could put me to work for a few hours working in a comic shop. And I yeah. promise... We'll get you on bagging and boarding. That's, the that's only fine. One get get me on that yeah, first of all. Do the nice easy things, yeah. And then I will come out and I'll be on the shop floor, but I will do the alphabet your way, Bryce. 
Yeah. <laughs> Brian's going to find out about this and be like, Brian, me off. I'm like, Brian, I love you. I appreciate you. You're a wonderful human, Brian. You were <laughs> there when I visited the shop as well. So thank you for all that you do. Uh, Bryce, where, where can people find you physically in the real world and where can they find you online? So we're Crunch Comics and we're 10, 11, so like a two unit one in the Harris Arcade in Reading, which if you're not familiar in Reading, if you come out of the train station and walk up Station Road towards Central Town, we're on the left-hand side and there's a little arcade sort of tuck in, just walk through there and we're on the corner. You're on the corner, that's it. Yeah, on the corner, it's key. And then we're at Crunch Comics on Twitter, Instagram, Blue Sky and I think we have a Facebook account. Brian runs that one and I run everything else. So we're somewhere on there, but we're crunch comics everywhere. Basically. Well, all all those links will be, will be down below. Bryce, thank you so much for your time today. I know you're, you're a very busy nerd and you've got a great day ahead of you. And, but thank you. It's delivery day today. So great day. It's Tamp it down. Every other day is a great. Should day. we keep you here for a bit longer? Should we record a couple more episodes? We'll leave the work for somebody you. else. But you'll be doing it at some point anyway, so it'll be fine. Bryce, thank you so much for all that you do for the world of comics and geeks and fandoms and passions. Um, it means a lot to me. It's an honor. Um, you are doing, you know, the work that makes us happy. There's so many cogs in the machine when it comes to entertainment. Yeah. We sometimes do forget the people that are behind the scenes. And again, something as simple as putting a comic in a bag and boarding it, there is somebody along the way that is making a smile happen somewhere. And you yeah. are doing that in a fantastic way. So thank you very much. Thank you, Luke. All right. I should be speaking to you again in the year, but have a wonderful day. Stay super. Keep doing what you're doing. And we will speak soon. And that was episode 20. Bryce from Crunch Comics, thank you so much, not only for the work that you do, but also for being a guest on this episode. In the future, I want to speak with more and more comic shops. They are so special to us. They are our place where we escape, where we find new and old stories about our heroes and get informed by the people that work in these shops about what's hot and what's not. As Bryce said, they are a pillar of the community and I want to speak with more comic shops up and down the country and from around the world. So by all means, if you have a favourite comic shop, let me know about them and I will do the rest. Bryce and Crunch Comics, thank you for being a special guest on this episode. The links to the Crunch Comics website is in this post, as are the links to all their social media pages. If you like this episode, please leave me a review. It really helps. You can subscribe, you can follow, all that good stuff. I have been your host, Luke Bug, the Geek of Steel, and I'll be back very soon with a brand new episode of the Podcast of Steel.